0: Host of Not Your Girlfriends podcast. Thanks for
1: tuning in to season three, episode 43. Thank you, all our day one listeners, and welcome to our new listeners. Give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you screenshot yourself listening to the pod and put it on your story or tweet us, we'll send you a free Not Your Girlfriend's Podcast limited edition sticker.
0: This is so serious, guys. Just this week, we had a listener all the way from down under, Australia, put us on their story. Yeah, we see you. We had a combo with them in our DMs, got their addy, we'll show up to their house with a free chat (laughs) note. <laughs> i
1: was like wait when did we agree to this
0: <laughs> but we built a free sticker so shout out to australia um, also remember to find us on patreon we even have some new patreon supporters our message was heard in the last fortnight yes. i'm so happy so-, so
1: thank you keep getting on there keep contributing every fucking dollar counts Every dollar counts, and makes this pod possible. um Yeah, and if you contribute for
0: as little as five dollars a month, five dollars, five dollars, guys. Five doll hairs, one cup of coffee, well, one cup of coffee, one amazing happy hour special. It's whiskey and a shot, which I
1: get it. I'm not even convinced right but now. I'm like, <laughs> I'm more likely to give up a one cup of coffee than a beer and a shot. Deal. Than a beer and a shot, but go on. But
0: I mean, if you do that for us, like. That means the world.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and you get our cocktail hour episodes, which we've been plugging and we will be recording. Um, so definitely stay tuned for that.
1: Yep. Anything else, Elle? No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> You'll enjoy <Just must> <laughs> this fucking party. <laughs> <laughs> fucking join this party party faces off with us contribute uh, and keep listening <laughs> alright let's dive the fuck in okay so B, what's been going on with you cuz I know we've been kind of teasing this little new romance that's been uh, in the works for you on the past couple episodes and our listeners must be on the edge of their fucking seats to know what the hell's going on. I
0: know. First, an apology to listeners. We've uh, to explain. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think you owe them that. Uh yeah,
0: we've been recording a lot of episodes in advance. We have been having a lot of cooler, amazing uh guests on that involves us to have like actual plans so yeah a lot of pre-recording means a lot of like pre-content that we can't really predict where our lives is going to be yeah so, yeah um we've been keeping to the topic base conversations but this episode in general is kind of a episode back to you guys get an idea of where we've been at yeah back to the basics yeah. just a
1: bnl like
0: fucking catch-up sesh um yeah, so I met someone and mm-hmm. <laughs> we met on Hinge and I feel oh, okay like gag. we talked about this really recently. We talked about half of this in an episode. I swear to God, wait, I don't want to repeat shit. So we talked about this guy in a Summer Fling episode and at the time of talking to him, he was just, he, was, he is what it is, right? He was a Summer Fling. Um, and to like condense that episode a little bit, matched on Hinge. Yes. I want hinge is not our favorite dating app. And I paid for premium recently and I'm not saying you should, but I'm just saying I have to like more than 10 people in one day. Crazy. So I was using it more often because I just paid for that premium, um, sending likes everywhere. And we had a very, whatever conversation like Mm -hmm. I wish I had the app on my phone to like read it aloud it was basically me responding to one of his prompts which he thought was really clever um and in reality I just wanted to talk to him and he was like, yeah, like, you responded to my prompt. I was like, yeah, I would have responded to anything. You, I just responded to the easiest prompt. Right, like, right, right. I don't know what the fuck you were talking about and get your pop culture reference. <laughs> like, the Betty White thing. People got that. I was like, no, no, I, no one gets it. I didn't get it. <laughs> um, and then we just kind of shat on America for a bit because <laughs> I lived in Europe for four years and he's European. So uh, it was just mostly about us, like, talking about, like, cities he went to and, like, what I did. And I was very much in, like, the meetup, like... I don't want to chat for you for long. And, like, also our thing on the podcast is, you know, anything longer than three days of chatting is very unlikely that person's going to meet up with you. Yeah. So you have to solidify plans as soon as you realize you're into that person. So I was like, okay, fuck it. Like I could meet him for a drink. If anything, we can talk about, like, politics for an hour and I could be gone. <laughs> Um, so I hit him with the drink after work, happy hour, like the lowest form of drink really. Right, right. Could have, I mean, lower, lower, probably coffee. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I was pretty, uh, withdrawn. I think at first, like a little, not withdrawn, but like apprehensive about okay. him like I haven't made up my decision about him the first couple dates because our first date went really well we slept together um not that I that mean that's a good date but like
1: <laughs> <laughs> could go either way
0: parameter was it a good date did you sleep together um no it was a really good date and I kind of thought he could gone it either way he could have texted me and, or he could not text me. And I think that's also the gamble you do when you sleep with someone on a first date. You're like, they could be a dick or they can't. He ended up not. And we ended up spending like the next day having dinner. We spent like the entire next day together. And from like that point onwards, we would see each other like, you know, almost every other day and plan cute dates. We went on like a lobster boat. We, um... Went away to the Hamptons. I... He met my friends. I met his mom and his sister. He okay, so... Up. Yeah,
1: so we talked about... Okay, so we talked about you solidifying that he was a summer fling on the episode Seasonally Cancel Your Bay. Mm-hmm. And then in the last episode, Vacation, we talked about you guys going to the Hamptons. So what was, like, the real-life timeline of first meeting him to Hamptons trip? Um... Good question.
0: Okay. So, we met June 20th. Okay. That was our first date. I went to the Hamptons July 13th weekend.
1: Okay, so a little under a month. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. And then for, like, our month anniversary, because he was leaving, and this is why he made an ideal summer fling, because he was leaving. Right. He was leaving Mm -hmm. for Europe for, like, a month. Um, And I think before the Hamptons, we were unclear, really... I didn't get tell him, like, we're exclusive, but we weren't, like, boyfriend-girlfriend. And I think some people think exclusive means boyfriend-girlfriend. Oh,
1: it so doesn't. And it doesn't. We've, like, talked about this before, how it's a very separate, distinct milestone.
0: Yeah, it's just, like, I don't want an STD, so we're exclusive. Right. Doesn't mean fucking anything else. Right. So we were not—we were exclusive by the time the Hamptons came— that I don't think he was my boyfriend. And when we got back from the Hamptons, we had a conversation. And at that point, which might seem a little bit backwards, we already said, I love you to each other. Yeah. That's fucking weird and
1: backwards.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So we, so just to clarify, back it up. We had our first date June 20th, like two weeks later said, I love you. Maybe a week later went to the Hamptons. Um, And then that weekend that like fourth week or something became, or third week became like girlfriend, boyfriend so like <laughs> date I love you boyfriend girlfriend. Okay. <laughs> exclusive, sorry. Date exclusive I love you boyfriend girlfriend. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, not a usual timeline. And, it, again, a lot of it was because he was leaving that I, I wouldn't mind being exclusive with him as a summer fling under that, guy, like, guys. Right. But when I started getting, like, real feels and he was getting real feels, I think the when that I love you happened, we realized, like, fuck, like, what did we get ourselves into? Like, a right, mutual, right. like, fuck.
1: Um, right. And do you feel like the impending, you know, date of him leaving kind of accelerated that I love you too oh yeah I mean they accelerated everything right I
0: don't think this is normal and (laughs) I don't think this is the way a normal relationship progresses but it was like he's leaving so let's just take advantage of the time and spend a lot of time together right and then like somewhere in between all that casualness we ended up becoming really serious and i think when we didn't have to pretend to play a game like long term like right 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 like because he was leaving it made us be more like upfront about our feelings and wanting to see the person and like you know hang
1: out with them right and we talked about that in the summer fling episode too that the ideal summer fling has a definite end date whether that person is you know, leaving for good or if it's just going to end for some other reason, because then you don't have to kind of, like, slow play it and, like, play it cool. And you can actually just, like, spend time hanging out together without feeling, like, this enormous pressure.
0: Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. So, like, that all happened and I didn't really plan it. And, like, also, you know me, Al, like, I was really not looking for a boyfriend. Right. And I wasn't... I was wary of, like, even having a boyfriend because of, like, the whole thing that happened in our, like season two finale of me going to Europe and putting my like feels out there for a guy and putting it all on the line and then like getting like rejected and like (laughs) I was in a pretty low place and only like the month before he met me I just got this new job I just moved down to the city so also he got a really I think a fresh new optimistic you yeah no he got got, like a version of me that came off really really well but I was like you didn't get to see any of the struggle of like Living at home and like shitty dates and like you know like this just whole jaded. Like, right and, like yeah. I, yeah so I think my life was a lot put together especially compared to his because he's like 24 and still discovering what he wants to do and taking these workshops and these classes and like leaving his job and like thinking about things so yeah I'm a bit jealous of that but at the same time like I have a plan um and just trying to stick to it At this point, um, because a long term goal is for me to like go to Europe like that's what I really want to do one way or another. And that's what I've been focusing on. And that's also my idea with thinking of like a potential partner, like long term partner is that. That person, my soulmate, is waiting for me in Europe somewhere. Like, I was never thinking of New York dating for the remainder of the time that I would be in New York for the next year or a year and a half of it being serious at all. Right. And then this European falls into my fucking lap, who's, like, amazing and brilliant and funny and super cute. And I'm like, fuck.
1: <laughs> so typical that a guy, I like, is yet again leaving me. <laughs> okay. And, like, we all know the fucking cliche that makes you want to strangle the person who says it to you that... You know, things happen when you stop looking. Oh, fuck, I hate that. I hate it so much, but it's fucking true. I guess
0: situationally, yeah. In this situation, yeah. I wasn't looking. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. After, I mean, after a Hamptons trip, you try saying no to someone being your boyfriend. I mean, that'll, that'll get you from zero to 100 pretty quickly. Right, right, right. <laughs> it was such also an amazing weekend just spend time together. And after that point, it was a lot of fuck, now problem solving. How is this life going to look for us? And so he is going to be gone for a month, and he's actually already left, and he's on that trip right now, and we're about halfway through it. By the time this comes out, he'll be back. Um, But I thought of this as a trial to see how we deal with distance. Right. Because he comes back for a month, and then he's gone for three months again because he's doing this class in London. Yeah. So... I mean, but after you become someone's girlfriend, you know, it's not really a trial. It's kind of like, you know, I'll
1: be with you through, like, a lot it's of like shit. It's like you're together until you break up. It's yeah. not like something's going to just, like, it's not going to fall to the wayside. No, and I think it is, like, yeah, I do have a choice in this
0: relationship. But, like, it, uh, it, I think when you agree to be someone's girlfriend, you kind of feel a pressure to stay. And, like, I wanted to see how we did with distance. And to be honest, like, we've done... Really, really well, but also really, really terribly in some other parts. But, like, I also don't think it's easy to do distance for anybody, especially, like, I don't know. Like, it's just hard to distance do distance. Is, yeah,
1: distance is hard, whatever the circumstances are. Because yeah,
0: whereas it's, like, fucking three weeks or three months or three years. Right. Like, it's hard. And, like, I don't understand. I don't think it'll be, ever be easy to talk to someone you love who's not in the same country as you. I don't think that's going to be easy. Or
1: even in the same city or the same borough.
0: <laughs> Longest, <laughs> we're talking to you out there. Those couples in Hoboken to Brooklyn. <laughs> talking to you. A story out of Brooklyn in my case. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so we've been doing distance for the last two weeks. He'll be back in, like, the next two weeks or something, and then we'll have a month together. Um, but, yeah, I... Literally had uh, notes on my phone that I have a swipe left and swipe right rules, and also because I kept like saying yes to guys from New Jersey,
1: and like, oh yeah, you know, and that's um, when you really got to sit down and have a
0: take a good hard look in the mirror and like the sh- like shirtless mirror selfies and you know just other st- stuff you're like no uh, and but let after, me give it a shot Right, you're like okay so I started a list of things I'm automatically gonna swipe left on but then it got me thinking let me start a list of things that I'm looking for in somebody so I actually had that written down this is like ages ago months and I would add to that list every so often not Mostly after I, you know, slept with a guy or dated a guy for a while. And I'm like, whoop, definitely don't want that. Right, right. <laughs> so one of our dates, like maybe our, I don't know, like fifth or sixth date, I bring up the list. And he checked every single box, except for one, which is that he likes sports. But I can live with that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of cute. He has, like, a thing he nerds out on. And I think every guy I've ever dated has a nerdy thing about them, whether that be, like, you know, Pokemon or photography or, like, something else. Like, so they have about a nerd glasses. thing. You, you, you <laughs> give them the fun the thing. They get one thing. It's fine. We, I'm going to have to begrudgingly hear about this. Right, right um yeah but he was crazy he checked every fucking box and I was I brought the list as a joke but like I wasn't even gonna read it to him but like when I read it aloud I was like oh my god like you've hit like every single box and I think long-term compatibility like he wants to be in Europe slash London for like the future and I want to be there for the future so we align in that kind of capacity yeah but like he is a creative but not specifically in my field like he's in like the film cinematography thing and
1: yeah um but so okay so he's you say funny. that you're you he's say that definitely like you're, smart yeah so you say that like your long-term kind of your long-term goals and like where you want to be and stuff like that stuff aligns so really for you now it's kind of just figuring out the in-between like so the the stuff between now and when that long-term kind of happens so as far as getting through the distance now how have you been dealing with that? um we facetime every day
0: uh we chat and send each other like memes on instagram or like millennial (laughs) (laughs) um we dm each other just like stupid stuff we snapchat here and there Mm -hmm. like we have light contact during the day and then um like if i know what he's up to he knows what i'm up to and then like i'll like go to work early and i'll get out early so like um because i work on flex hours so I can come back and, like, I can Skype him because also time zones are a thing. Yeah, so what's the difference time-wise? Depending on the city, it's, like, five to six hours in advance. Okay. you moving dip- around okay. Europe.
1: Right,
0: okay. Yeah. So he was, like, started in, like, a bunch of different cities and, like, he was in London for a bit and now he's, like, in Berlin. So, yeah. Um... It depends, but, like, some of them are worse than others, but it's still, like, a big time difference.
1: Right, and so you said you're kind of, like, rearranging your work schedule to be able to get out early enough that you can still FaceTime them at night every night.
0: Yeah, which is, like... Hard. Uh, I mean, like, it's not that hard because I don't, like, really super sleep well because he's not here. So it's like, okay, I can get up early. Sometimes I can, like, still go to the gym, still come home, and still talk to him. Like, I can still do my day. It just happens earlier. Um, which I'm really lucky to even, like, have that flexibility. Um, but it's been, like, so shitty since he's been gone. It's been, like, I have no one to go on dates with. I have no one to bring as a plus one. Like, I don't really, like, <sighs> want to hang out with my friends like all the time and like I, you kind of like feel forced to go into social situations sometimes because it's like well i'm not doing anything else like half the things i've been doing the last three weeks is, like well i've got anything else to do
1: <laughs> yeah I feel, like that's so hard and that's like i kind of feel the same way because we were like arguably serial daters like we have dated and been single for you know, so long, like two, three years between the time that we broke up with our long-term boyfriends to now, that like dating was like ingrained in our lives. It was like, you know, something that we would do two to three times a week. Yeah. And so now when you suddenly don't have that like hobby per se, you still need to I, I don't know, and you still have to like do things. It's like you don't want to do those things. You don't want to like go out because there's no interest in you're not going out to pull. So, like, what's the point of going out?
0: Yeah, exactly. You know? Like, and I replaced that being single hobby with having a boyfriend hobby. But now I just feel, like, almost trapped in a purgatory of, like, all right, you're in a relationship, but you get none of the perks of being in a relationship because right. they're not physically there. Right. I mean, you get the emotional support, but you don't get the physical support. You don't get, like, anyone to go to shit with you. You don't get to go on fun dates. Right. But then when you do go out, it's not like you can go and try to, like, hook up or look around because you're actually in a relationship. But right. you're alone. <laughs> like, yeah. it's the worst of both situations. Worst of both worlds. Yeah. Um, so that's been really hard. And I also am pretty anxious about the three months just because I haven't done long distance in a long time. And it went kind of badly every other time I've tried it and I know three months isn't long in terms of like the grand spectrum of the universe but I just like worry of course I worry about like his head being turned and I worry about like us not making time for each other and just like getting into routine where we're not seeing each other like I would I hate that I hate the idea that we're gonna have a routine where it's supposed to be normalized not to see him for like four weeks yeah yeah because even if I see him or he sees me halfway in between, it's still, like, a month and a half of us not seeing each other right. in person. And do you think that that's something that would happen? The visit in between? Yeah. I, th- I do think so. I think either he'll come here or I'll go there. Mm-hmm. Um. And then he'll come back for Christmas. Right. Um. And then the plan after that is, I mean, I know his mom wants him to move to London permanently after that. And he's said to me that... He will put London on hold until I can move there with him, like together, because my job might possibly transfer me there. So, yeah, there is like, but like, I don't know when that's gonna be. You know, like, I want to be in London, but I can't... I don't know when my job's going to move me there. It could be, like, February. It could be November next year. Like, that's a big fucking difference. Right. And, like, I don't want him to put his life on hold for me. But also, I'm selfish. And I love him. And I want him to put his life on hold for me. And I want him to be... Like, I want to see him in January. I want us to, like... Kind of just... I want us to start our fucking lives together. And I'm impatient for that to happen. Which I guess is, like, all long-distance relationships, really. Because it's just you're not living the life you want now but it's more for
1: you're holding out for the
0: future yeah it's like a promise for the future that's really what a long-distance relationship is so yeah it's been it's been hard I think to balance like wanting that other person on both our ends to have fun but also wanting to know and talk to that person
1: every night right especially when you had such a like short time together albeit a meaningful time but like like you had a short time and now you're being asked to kind of like leverage that against this distance yeah and like this long period of time to wait it's like a lot of um a lot of cost benefit like kind of trade-off you know yeah
0: and it, it does like super suck but also i think like logically i'm not gonna meet anybody i like more than him you know like i doubt it and i don't i don't like Again, like, I see my long-term self of not living in this country, so, like, anyone... If I did meet someone who was, like, American, like, I wouldn't... It would would be ended soon because I would be leaving, and I wouldn't think twice about breaking up with that person to move to the country I want to be in. (laughs) Right. You know? Yeah. But with him, it's like, we have that same goal, so that makes it, like you know, even more certain that, like, you know, that is, like, the person for me.
1: Do you think you would still feel that way if he didn't have that long-term goal? And if he was, like, you know, a European and you guys got on on all these different levels and he checked all these boxes now, but he eventually wanted to settle down in New York? I think I would be, like, open to it,
0: but I'm, like, we're going to spend, like, 10 years in Europe. (laughs) I'm like sure that could be like a long term goal for us like if you want to be back in America and like maybe I don't know where I want to like live for like the rest of my life I can't even say that confidently you know yeah but I can I can see myself myself kind of spending the next couple years in Europe happily whatever European city that might be right yeah
1: well here's to two more weeks (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah you're um, halfway there but that's what i've been going through guys so
1: yeah now we're both cuffed up yeah which is crazy oh my god thinking back to the single day like fucking wild
0: <laughs> um yeah but i mean in addition to dealing with the long distance i think uh also sexting having like face oh, yeah sex. like
1: how are you okay I am, like, the most – like, I literally don't send nudes ever. Like, even when R and I were both apart, we were both, like, on vacations in different countries for a week. And this was, like, five months into our relationship, and I definitely wanted to sext him. Like, I am so afraid of a nude being screenshotted and leaked that I will literally never send one. I mean, what's your your stance on that? So, I don't send nudes, but, like, I – when
0: we, like, video chat, we'll be like – Video chat. But like sex, so I'll like uh-huh. dress up in like cute lingerie, and I'll like you know say dirty words to him mm-hmm. and get him all excited and like yeah. And there's also a feature on your iPhone that you can disable
1: recording. Oh, is there? Because that's what I was gonna yeah. ask. Is that you know you do know that there's this feature where you can screen record. Yeah. Isn't that fucking terrifying? It is
0: terrifying. I disabled it. I didn't even know I disabled it, but I did. Um, cause he we were just chatting and he tried to get a screenshot just like of us just talking like not like sex time talk and um it came up black when he took it because I had my thing disabled
1: oh yeah pro tip good to know Pro tip
0: but yeah no I don't really like send nudes and stuff and like not that I don't trust them I just like for the same reason you can't trust trust anyone you can't trust anyone
1: you can't trust anyone's fucking clout you can't trust the fucking snapchat interface either like where like how do you know where
0: that's ending up Mm -hmm. yeah so I don't really like do that but we definitely sexed um and that's, like, a really easy, fun thing to do. It's just really just even saying, like, yeah, like, I'm thinking of you and, like, I wish you were here and, like... Like reminisce about the times that you were together. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking about that time when blank. Yeah,
0: yeah. So yeah, like we do a lot of that stuff and that definitely helps. Um, it's obviously not the fucking same, but I think also like, you know, incorporating toys and also like you kind of like telling someone what to do, like take off your pants, they yeah. like, cover your dick in too much lube. Yeah. You know, like doing like just a hearing sexy stuff like really turns me on. And I think it really turns Guys, on in general yeah like when you're confident to like just say it and be in the moment and like a lot of it is acting but you just have to commit to it and not kind of feel like you're you know stupid
1: (laughs) yeah I feel like that's like a hard thing to start with someone for the first time when you're not sure how they're gonna react yeah and definitely like the first couple times that I would like send R some like naughty texts during the day I would kind of like hit send and then just like wait And, like, freeze and, like, is this going to go over well? Or is he going to be like, what the fuck are you doing right now? Do you guys, like, sex even though you see each other, like, all the time? Literally, we'll be, like... In the same building, <laughs> and I'm just like, I wish I were like, I wish you were in this conference room with me, bending me over the desk, like my hands fucking planted, and like, like, I'll, and he'll text Ooh, me, he'll be like, I okay. need to, he'll be like, I need to leave work right now, like, please stop. <laughs> okay, wait, but like, with all the I hard love
0: eyes, that. Yeah, I love that. I got I was like just describing to H today. I was like, I just really want to give you a blowjob right now. Just yeah. really want to like take your pants off and give you a blowjob and like stuff in your cock. He's like, my family is gonna be over in <laughs> ten minutes. Please stop talking. <laughs> ten minutes—that's enough time, babe. <laughs> But I also love that power that I think we have over men that you can just, like, kind of get them really riled up
1: really easily. Okay, but listen, he's got the same fucking hold over me because he'll text me and say shit like that. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I need to go splash cold water on my face because I can't focus and I'm sitting here, like, red in the face. Yeah, at the same time, I don't have to hide a boner. That's true. That's true. (laughs) And every time I do send those texts, like, while we're both at work, I kind of do know that I'm doing this to him and I'm a little bit conscious. Like, I hope that... You know, you don't have like a fucking like senior person like hovering over your desk right now. But I do. But that right, like that kind of <laughs> makes it a little bit hotter. Like,
0: so much hotter. Um, yeah, and like yeah, I think for like people looking to like in the long distance, like definitely you have to do it.
1: Yeah, there's no
0: way you can't be doing it. Yeah.
1: Like, and I feel like if you're doing it for the first time, like test the waters by texting and then like. What's uh,
0: kind of the first text you sent to R in the beginning? Did you send it first or did he start it up?
1: I feel like it was me that started it and it was like thinking about this morning, dot, dot, dot. Mm, that's
0: and then, a good one. That's a good one.
1: Yeah. And then, oh, my God, I'm trying to think of what the first thing he sent me was. I think he sent me the conference room, like, bent over the desk, like, pulling up my skirt text. I love that. And I was just, like, oh, my God, like, dropped my phone. I was, like, hello. Hello, I'm here. (laughs) Present. (laughs) Yeah, so, but... I think guys, like, if, like, ladies, if you put it out there and, like, you start with a little something, like, guys will follow your cue. And honestly, like, I think it works both ways. Like, if R had been the first one to send me something like that, and it was something where I could tell where his head was at and where he was trying to go, like, I would have been very receptive to it, too. Some girls aren't into it.
0: Like, some girls might think you're creep. I think if you're past the point where you're dating. Yeah. Like... You're no one's thinking you're a creep. Like Like, that's your girlfriend. If you're
1: either if there's like if if there's acknowledgeable like sexual tension between you, even if you haven't slept together yet, but like there's mutual attraction, I think it's fair. And I don't think that a girl would think it's creepy. But like obviously a girl or guy, like if you if you're sending that and you pick up on like a ha stop, like, but like actually stop kind of vibe, then like whatever, maybe it's just not for them. Like, first sex
0: would you recommend um, for a guy to send if he's, like, dating someone a little, maybe, maybe they're exclusive, mm-hmm. like, how and they haven't sexted before and she hasn't started it? Like, what would be a first sex
1: Honestly, I think, like, the thinking about last night, thinking about whatever. Yeah. Like, something that's very, like, it's kind of innocent. Because you're obviously trying to send them a signal. Obviously, you're obviously. thinking about the sex you had, not the tacos you ate. <laughs> but
0: well, maybe you didn't tacos. Right, but it's.
1: <laughs> leave. I'll
0: see myself out. Now. <laughs>
1: I think that that's something that's kind of innocent enough that you can, you can tell if a person wants to proceed based on their reaction to that. Like if they're like, oh yeah, like that was so good or something. Or if they're just like, oh, haha. Yeah. I had a great time. Like, you know, like you can definitely like gauge that. Like it's like innocent enough that you're not going to like totally go off the deep end and scare that person away and they can kind of yeah. do what
0: they want with it so age is pretty inexperienced in terms of having good sex before he met me wow. in terms of like dirty talk and like you know women asking for what they want yeah so like he's like good at sex like he was good at sex the first time mm-hmm. um and yeah such a wait i'm sorry there's like a extremely funny fucking sex story i have to tell right now that i just reminded of i like being a dom but like so there's a there's a sex quiz you can take and I a BDSM quiz something just google that first thing that pops up and it tells you what percentage like dom sub if you're a switch they ask you all these questions like some invasive like do you like being peed on like things like that Uh uh um and even percentage of vanilla sex so i got like 90 something percent switch and so did he Uh uh-huh so we both like to switch but he is not very practiced in being a dom so we had like a specific night that we would like try out him being a dom and I was blindfolded and he, he was on top of me. And like, I, I can tell, like, again, your first time being a dom, you're like, it's a lot of planning. It's right. a lot of stress. Yeah. Because you're planning the whole fucking show. Um, and you're supposed to have someone be turned on, be like, you're supposed to be sexy and then you're supposed to be turned on. Right. And like, you're also trying to be
1: in charge while also feeling out, is this
0: okay? Yeah. Actually. I, exactly. A lot of consent everywhere. Um, so he, uh, was on top of me on blindfold so I can't see what's going on so he's like oh yeah do you like want some lube on you or something and I was like yeah like grab the lube so he's he's like fumbling around because we're in my apartment fumbling am like my room to look for a lube where is it babe <laughs> yeah. so I was like Duh, do you want me to tell you He's like I don't know like you stay there and I was like okay <laughs> and then he pours the lube on top of my my naked chest, and it I just like he was like oh yeah, and then I'm like touching my boobs like, did you just pour makeup remover? <laughs> <laughs> oh <my laughs> you can just feel this. I was like there's this. a difference in consistency here <laughs> than what I was expecting. I was like impressed with myself, and he looks he like looks at the is like oh shit yeah. <laughs> and it really i thought it was so funny i thought it was the fucking funniest thing in the world and he was just really really embarrassed because Aww. like things weren't going right yeah. he being the right dom he just wants to make me feel sexy and then but like i i blindfolded realized he poured mincella water
1: <laughs>
0: oh my God. on my fucking chest and to be fair the bottles like uh, that bottle can look like contact solution. At night, it can feel like a water bottle.
1: I've seen your uh, your Instagram
0: story about almost accidentally drinking it. Yeah, like it's a dangerous like you, everyone knows. Where. It's I'm a like, very what ambiguous
1: it? bottle. It's just like a clear Garn, plastic Garnier bottle or, or like something. Some,
0: yeah, yeah, that fucking shit can be anything it wants at night. So like. <laughs> Fair enough, because he thought it was baby oil. Uh-huh. So, it's a clear it liquid in a clear bottle. Yep. The only difference between that and baby oil is, like, the, the top was blue and then the baby oil was, like, pink or something. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So, that was the mistake he
1: made. Aw. That's, <laughs> yeah. like a harmless mistake, it's, though. He was
0: so embarrassed afterwards. And I was just like, please, can I tell story the story of the pot? And he was like, no, at first. And then after a while, he thought about it got less embarrassed. And he was like, okay. Okay, <laughs> fine.
1: <laughs> yeah, like... Playing or like experimenting with like the Dom sub um, dynamic, like even if you're not calling it that, even if I'm not specifically like, I want you to be the Dom, like I know that R likes to be the Dom, likes to be the Dom, and it's like I'm like pretty confident that I'm the best sex he's ever had. Oh, I'm sure by far, because I'm like, I'm the best sex H has ever had. He's told me that all the fucking time. Why hasn't R told me that? But like, but like, I know that I am right. Like, my body's fucking awesome. I'm fucking like, I, I talk about what I want in the bedroom. I'm like very giving. Um, I give great. Never mind. But so we know what you're yeah. very giving. <laughs> very I'm good giving. at my craft. Okay. Um, But like. There have been a couple times that, like, he'll try to do it, and, like, he likes being, like, this kind of, like, rough, like, in-charge kind of dumb, which, like, I fucking love, too. That shit turns me on so much. Yeah. But there's, like, been a couple times where he's trying to do it, and he'll, like, go a little too hard to put me in, like, a position that, like, I can't do. And I'm just like, wait, no, 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 stop, 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 tap out, tap out, tap out. Do the safe and word? And he's just like, wait, are you being serious or no? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, wait, actually. Do you have a safe word? No, we don't. We've talked about this, and we've joked about what it should be, but, like, we never actually landed on one. It's kind of just, like, like, he knows that, like, we've got, like, an unspoken signal, like, three taps means I'm done, Mm -hmm. or, like, stop. And it's weird. I don't know how we came to that, but it's even, like, when we're having sex, like, three taps means I came and I'm done. Oh, you don't even say it. It's not even spoken. It's, like, the other day, the other day we're having sex, and I accidentally did it, and, he was like, "You're done," and I was like, "Wait, no! Why are you stopping?" And he's like, three taps, like you, like you just tapped me three times. That means you're done." And I was like, "I didn't realize that that's like our signal, but it is because that's say what he do. like. Does he give you like, "Oh, like I'm gonna come?" Does he say that? Oh yeah yeah yeah. He tells me when he's going to. Why don't all guys do that? I I don't know. <laughs> Men are fucking shit, aren't they? <laughs> we have a guy guest on every
0: other week and we've never asked him that. Yeah. I'll like ask him next week or something.
1: Well, I think like a good guy tells you that he's going to and asks where you want him to do it. I think he uh... asks me that every time. Wearing and like to put his load? Yeah. <laughs> and we've been dating for like almost a year. Not inside of you? Is that not the normal place? No, not every time. No? No, because sometimes it's like if it's like the morning and like. You know, we're going to go to work after that. Like, I don't want cum dripping out of me all day.
0: I like that. It's you know,
1: not... I I like it sometimes, and sometimes I just don't. Right, I You get know, that. it's like, I don't know. So, some days I just can't, like, I, I don't want it. Or, like, I don't know. Some days I'm not, like, I don't know. Some days I would just, like, prefer that he didn't. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes you always... want him to come on your tits instead. Yeah, he's so sometimes he I just, get it. so he always asks me. But, no, but, like, he'll tell me that, like, he's getting close. And, like, it's funny because we've, like, been trying to, like, figure out how to better communicate this, because I tell him when I'm getting close. Oh, my God. Also, update. Um, I meant to share this, like, fucking milestone when it first happened, like, two months ago. And I'm realizing that I don't think I ever did. hell. Um, I can officially come from penetration. Oh, my god! Yeah. It was a very big deal. And when he did, I, like, almost cried after, like, when, like, when he made me come for the first time that way um so like what was the situation like was it like a position you guys were in part of me thinks that it's just like being on the other side of 25 now like i've sexually peaked and yeah. like i can actually do it because um, it is like an age thing it's like as you like yeah i think like 26 is the well yeah my gynecologist told yeah. me that like a lot of women can't until their 30s yeah and which like made me feel a lot better because at like the ripe age of 21 i thought i was just broken but so I really think that it's, like, an age thing. And then also we just, like, found the right angle. And it's always, like, as fucking vanilla as this sounds, it's always, like, missionary. Like, when he's on top of me and I've got my hips angled up and he's, like, grinding into me at, like, a very, in, like, a very specific way. That makes sense, though, because it's probably putting pressure on, like, um, the pubis. Right. And, like, that is, like, like a part well, like of, like, like, all of that. Yeah, it's also, like, pressure, like, right on my clit, too. Yeah. So it, like, it kind of, I think, works both ways. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, literally, like, sex has, like, leveled up so much since then. Like, it's amazing that, like, we can almost always come at the same time now. Yeah. It's just the communicating of when we're both about to come that we've had to, like, find a find the right way to do. Because when I say, oh, my God, I'm going to come. Oh, my God, I'm getting close. What I mean is, like, I need, like, three minutes. Right. <laughs> and when he says, I'm about to come, he's like, right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, I would I would say it. And he'd be like, okay. And he'd come. And then I'd be like, wait. And he'd be like, you said you were close. Like, how close is close? Close is like another 30 seconds at least. Right. At least. Close is like I'm starting to, like, approach that. Yeah. Like, I need time. So now, (sighs) like, we've, like, we've found our rhythm now where I know that I can't say it until i'm right there otherwise he loses his shit and like busts his load and then it's over yeah um it's interesting you say that because <laughs> <laughs> h had a really
0: hard time coming inside of me like in general even with condoms and stuff like when we were before we even became exclusive and everything um and it just coming in general he just like couldn't come because he masturbates a lot it was because he's like on medication like on antidepressants oh yeah that'll do it too and i asked him when i found out about that because i know that obviously like takes a toll on like your sex drive um i was like have you tried masturbating while being on antidepressants and he was like no i mean i don't know i haven't masturbated like in a while so he went home and they tried it and he came back and say, and he's like, yeah, I came. Like, so I was like, cool, great. Now we know it's mental. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, after that, like, knowing that he can like masturbate and stuff, sometimes I would like build up to it, be like, oh yeah, like I want you to like touch yourself to me, or like you're not like I would say like, oh, you're not allowed to like masturbate today, or some, some things like that. Yeah. You know, like just play around with the idea, um, and I, like. I think after we became is either after I love you or after I think we became official, like I think it was after we became official, like boyfriend, girlfriend, that he actually came inside me. And like, I don't know, maybe it was like a mental block for him and like some terms of like,
1: like feeling trust or yeah, something yeah, yeah. is what I'm thinking. No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that makes sense. Like, I mean, even like when R and I started like sleeping together, like I couldn't come even when even when he was like going down on me and stuff. I would have a really fucking hard time coming because like, I feel like I needed that level of like comfort with him, like mentally yeah, to be able to just like fully relax and let myself enjoy it. So it is, I mean, I definitely like know the effect that like SSRIs can have like on sex drive and on being able to finish, like being able to like get your mind in the right place to like be able to come. Yeah, and a
0: lot of that is emotional as well. Like, you yeah. don't, like, emotionally exactly. trust that yeah. person to an extent, like, which I think it, it was what that was. Because, like, yeah, after things became more official, like, it became it actually worked like it was became like natural to him right. and it was and it didn't start with like him coming inside of me first it was like him coming at all you know right. so it would be like you know me giving him like a blow job and then like turned into a hand job and he comes like that right and then that's how it started and then we worked up to like him coming inside of me yeah and um, when we became exclusive, we stopped using condoms, which I think helped because we were exclusively oh, seeing helps, each other. Yeah. And we obviously talked about last time we got tested. Right. And it was both really recent for both of us. So, yeah, um, all of those things. Like, But it wasn't like the sex was good for me. Like I came twice the first time we had sex, um, which he also very cutely just says, like, yeah, I just think it's my dick. I don't, don't think it's my skills. <laughs> I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, if I'm girls always, like, come or, like, you know, but I don't really think I'm doing anything special. So he thinks his dick just hits the right spots, right, I quote. Right, right.
1: Which is possible. <laughs> Which is possible, Also yeah. possible that some of those girls were faking. I mean, I also Let's not that. rule that out.
0: I totally did not rule that out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like going down on me was also kind of a learning
1: curve. Oh, yeah. it. I, honestly, it always is. Even if the guy is good at it, like every girl wants something different. Yeah. And like I want different things on different days, too. Like it's like what you want in that particular moment is not always a one size fits all.
0: No. So um, you yeah, watch like a porn video. Uh, because a tutorial more like mm-hmm. of a guy like a really professional-esque dude just like giving a tutorial of how to eat a girl out and he'll stop Explain what he's doing, and then keep going, and then
1: stop, and then explain what Wait, he's doing. Wait, you guys watched this together? Yes. Oh, my I, God. Because I watched
0: it before by myself, because I wanted to know, like, I don't know, how to direct guys. Because, like, I didn't know the fuck how to eat oh, pussy. Yeah. Like, you know, so I thought I would learn through a video, because right. I'm
1: a millennial. <laughs> and you watched one that was a guy doing it? Yeah. So I've watched one where it's, it's a woman doing it, mm. and, like, explaining... I don't know. I guess it's a tutorial meant for, like, guys to watch. Right. Oh, no. This is definitely for men. But like, it was, like... But but having her do it was also, like, helpful in having me understand how to, like, vocalize it. Yes, exactly. Which yeah. is the same reason I watched right, it. Right, right.
0: Um, so I remember this specific video, and then he was like, I, I don't want to watch it. And I was like... <laughs> Because he, he brought up watching porn together. And I was like, no, I don't think I, like, that's something I want to do with you. He brought
1: it up. Yeah. It, have you ever, like, watched porn with a partner? I think I would just get jealous. <laughs> mm. But, like, it also probably, Honestly, same. <laughs> probably give, could give you, like, ideas of
0: what to do. Yeah. But, like, porn is an also educational. Uh, right, shout it's... out to our episode with JJ and Yeah. But, like, yeah, porn, Asian, like, uh, it's good for, like like, a Pinterest board of sex ideas. Like, oh, right. that looks cool. Try something like that. Like, right, very right. abstract taking inspiration. Um, but we... we He suggested it, and I was like, this is the only video i watch with you, and it's a video of, like, how to eat a girl out. Right. And um, he's like, can you find it again? And I was like, I don't know. And I surprisingly found it again.
1: Okay, wait, so this video, is it, it's a male, like, in, instructor Eric I'll quote, link you, it's so good. Like, <laughs> actually eating a girl out? Or yeah. is he like, okay, he's not just, like, describing it? No, 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 he's doing
0: it, like, as a tutorial, stopping and starting, and you can actually see this, like, porn star, like, participant, like, getting frustrated that he keeps stopping. Like, he is not an attractive dude, but I was attracted to him because he ate pussy so good damn i was like what am i having these feelings for hashtag real men Eat pussy yes i think that's a dylan paladino uh, quote 100%. from that episode um but yeah after that video he i wanted him to obviously try it on me so you watch a video and like he was like kind of getting turned on during it, and i was like no shut up pay attention, Take pay, attention. Notes. pay attention yeah um and then um, He wanted to try it on me. And I was like, yeah, like, yeah, if you could actually, like, do it. And then he did pretty quickly. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he was so proud of himself. And also, I feel like I gave him, like, this, like, superpower that I hate now. That I'm yeah. That like, okay, I
1: love. But, like, also, I'm like, "God, you better not use this on anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I can't say I taught R how to do that. Like, I was very surprised. He was like weirdly good at it really good at like picking up on my body's signals and like i definitely directed him and like you know told him what i wanted and what i needed but like just from like a like skill kind of standpoint like he knew what he was doing he wasn't like you know when you get some guys who go down there and are just like a fucking disaster like who who taught you this some guys are
0: pre-trained maybe he's just like pre-trained some other girl put in the heavy lifting for you maybe yeah lucky me yeah but I think it's also like important to know like yeah just because we met people that are great like things took time
1: oh yeah absolutely. like good
0: sex and all of that took t- takes time to develop what I think is a good takeaway as well like you still have to put some work in I think of like the best sex I ever had because H would say I'm the best sex he's ever had like I've had really hot sex sessions, but they've been one-off. You know? Yeah. It hasn't been consistently good sex with anyone unless I'm dating them, like, long-term. Which I think is really only my long-term boyfriend. And I think of, like, how I enjoy myself with, like, my ex-boyfriend and how I enjoy myself with H. And I think I enjoy myself more with H.
1: Like, sexually. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm thinking back, I mean, like, yeah, like, same. I've had, like, the like, really great one-off sexual experiences. I've had, like, crazy kinky sex, like, you know, with, like, a one-off kind of thing, but...
0: Right, where you're, like, fucking a hostile bathroom. Shout out.
1: <laughs> um, not my story, but... Not my someone's, story. Story. Someone, someone's story. Someone's story.
0: Someone's <laughs> story. Multiple people's story, really. It's a universal tale. It's a universal truth. <laughs>
1: um, but I honestly, like, not even just being the fucking great girlfriend I am, I would say that, like, R is the best you know the best sex i've ever had because he just you know he like he knows my body he listens he has put the time in and the effort in to know my body and to know what i like and i can fucking come from penetration now so it's just like all the stars have aligned and it's fucking great i really don't have sex now i know i'm like should i drive back to astoria after
0: this (laughs) at least you can drive for sex I can't even do that I know sorry whatever I guess I'll have like Skype sex or whatever
1: All right, guys. Well, I hope we've got you all feeling all fucking riled up riled up right now and you've got some sexual tension that you'll go and put to good use. Uh,
0: Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Remember to rate, subscribe, and review. We get some reviews, but they're all at international iTunes. Yeah. So any Americans, call to action. Americans, review an American iTunes.
1: Oh, my God. Also, like, Americans, please, like, keep DMing us for stickers because your postage is so much fucking cheap cheaper <laughs> although that being said internationals like we love sending you shit too it just you know costs us a little more and um, we
0: love you i mean all the internationals are holding down Hold- i have no fucking idea how we got to australia but here we are yeah
1: here we are like every week that we sit down and we look at our like geography map we're fucking blown away by people literally on every continent listening to us and we're like how the fuck did you find us and how the fuck are we not illegal in china yet yeah seriously <laughs> how like I the mean, middle, middle eastern East. countries too i'm just yeah. like, i don't know how we're getting through but um DM us and let us know how the (laughs) fuck you found us because we're certainly curious. Uh,
0: Yeah, and our DMs are open. Uh, If you don't want to fill out a form on our website, if you do want to fill out a form, feel free um, to DM us. Remember to put in your ages and how long you've been dating and stuff like that and we'll talk about your ish on the next pod episode. Yeah. We have some really good episodes coming up. Uh, Yeah, and just stay tuned. We're going to keep to this every other
1: week. Yep, Mm bi-weekly. And, uh, yeah. It. Okay, well, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like here at the subway. Oh, yeah, 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 that's the subway.